Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, where we review horror movies in less than 30 minutes so you don't have to. Today's movie, we're going to do a movie called In Dreams. It's actually directed by Mateus Maltrasio. Oh, I think I got that one. Written by Gary Lee Michaels, Mateus Maltrasio, and Francisco Montas. Released in 2021, not too old, but still a little behind, a little late to the party, if you will. That's actually bullshit because it just came out on Screenbox like last week. Right. But But it was something with distribution, I believe. I think it's a distribution thing. So Screenbox did release it last week, but it came out in 2021 to God knows where. So, yeah, starring Bianca Van Damme and Chris Veris, composer Mateus Cordova, a Cordova. I'm sorry, Mateus Cordova. Actually, I want to talk a little bit about him because this soundtrack I thought was great, but we'll go into further detail about it. Where can you watch it? You can actually watch it on Screenbox. Uh, just visit screenbox.com. Plans start at like $4.99 a month, or you can just pay for the year and save like 50%. I mean, that's what I did. It was just fucking easier. A little bit about the movie. After her grandfather's murder, Alma and her husband, Eddie, decide to go away to her childhood cabin in the woods where her life will develop into confusion in which her vigil becomes honoric and her dreams turn real? That's the synopsis? I don't even know what half those words mean. What is honoric? O-N-E-I-R-I-C. Honoric. Related to dreams or meaning. Holy shit, that is actually a word. I thought you made it up. I did not just simply type a bunch of letters on the keyboard. What does wonderism mean? A state of abnormal consciousness in which dreamlike experiences and hallucinations happen while awake. Okay. I like all of these. I'm going to have to use these words for like when I start writing some music for the new album. So there you go. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. That's fucking great. But in dreams, this is appears to be the like one of the only films that Mateus Maltrasio has directed, the other one called Killing Sarai. I think this is like supposed to be French because a lot of the names I'm having a little trouble with. But the only other film directed by Mateus Maltrasio is Killing Sarai. But he's mostly known for films, oh, short films and TV series otherwise. All right, Corey, what did you think about In Dreams? You forgot the part where we say, and that's where 30 minutes or less starts now, or whatever it's called. You're right. I'm fucking out of it tonight. Good God. All right. 30 screams or less starts now. Corey, what did you think of In Dreams? So I was really excited to watch this movie when Screambox asked us to review it because it's fucking John Con Van Damme's daughter is the main actress. And as soon as the movie started, I was sold because she's fucking training to fight Tong Po right in the beginning of the movie. You know, a little uh, Taipei deathmatch, you know, glass on the uh, the hands. That kind of fighting? Yeah, we went, we did straight kickboxer throwback when the movie started. So I knew it was going to be a good ride right from the beginning. 
Oh, yeah, I noticed that right away. I was like, okay, I don't know if maybe they're doing that for homage to her father, even though I think he's pretty much still alive. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, okay, we had to at least get that montage in. I feel like that montage is in like all of Jean-Claude Van Damme's movies back in the like late 80s, early 90s. So it's almost like a requirement. It's like a family requirement. So the fighting, I was real confused about it. I thought it was, as you said, just an homage to her dad, but she does end up using it later on in the movie. Um, yeah, I thought that was a little out of place. When I started watching it, I was kind of given the idea of like, oh, okay, maybe this is a movie where she's going to be doing a bunch of fighting, but she's having dream issues or whatever. But no, she ended up using that fight stuff way later in the film. It almost felt like completely out of place. I'll also talk a little bit about the fight scene towards the end, but we're going to work our way there. But for now, the montage at the beginning, I thought was a little out of place. It set the tone for a different movie instead of what we got. It was definitely an odd way to begin a movie. So that happens for what, like six or seven minutes. And then we'd go directly into fucking, which as soon as we're watching this, I knew you were going to be having thoughts about it. Nope. Doesn't count. <laughs> at least yet. She tried and Eddie asks if she's taken her meds and Eddie's like, ah, oh, fuck me. As obviously she's dismounts him. Like, dude, she tried fucking you and you blew it. You know, you say that shit afterwards. Just let it happen. Just fucking let it happen. And then in your pillow talk, you talk about that shit. But also, um, one thing I did want to say, it feels a little weird watching John claude Van Damme's daughter being 90% nude on top of a dude in a movie. I grew up watching John claude Van Damme, so I'm just like, oh, this is his daughter now. This is making me feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I was, I was thinking sort of the same thing while I was watching it, like... You know he's seen this movie. His daughter was probably like, hey, I just did this movie in Dreams. Why don't you check it out? And he's probably like, okay. And then he's watching his daughter trying to get banked. Actually, nope. She gets banked a few times. He goes from changing her diapers to watching her and her fucking pierced nipples riding some dude. Oh, wait, there's pierced nipples? I didn't even realize that. So that <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense as to why on IMDb the tags were, and I quote, nipple piercing, nipple pierced, and female topless nudity. Interesting. I mean, that was in the movie, but that's how we're finding things now is those hashtags. Okay. Yeah. So that's how movies are being defined on IMDb as nipple piercings and topless nudity. One thing I also did find funny was when I was actually on the Screenbox app, or actually I was just watching the movie on the website, the rating for it was PG-13. You're telling me a 13-year-old can watch this movie? I guess so. I mean, I, mean, I don't give a fuck. Children should see horror movies and that sort of thing really young, so they know life sucks and then you die. Well, I know that, but there's a lot of sex scenes going on. I don't know how they got away with a PG-13 rating. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I don't know how they got away with that rating. But per usual, we're getting a little off track here. So yeah, that scene, the fight montage happens. And then you see a few people running into a house and drowning an old man in a bathtub. It almost made me think as they're running into the house, she's going to fight them because of this whole montage scene. Like she's in the gym, she's kickboxing and doing all that shit, like getting prepared for this kind of attack. But no, that didn't happen it went in a completely different direction it was them drowning this old man and she wakes up and it turns out to be her grandfather and in the process she inherits is it the cabin he owned the cabin and yeah he owned the cab of, and he also had a bunch of money which she inherited 
Yeah, she supposedly inherited all that and inherited a cabin. Pretty much a trust fund baby. She just inherited his money, essentially. Yeah, it was kind of cool because in the grieving process, the whole plot of the movie is her and her husband decide to go, you know, spend some time at this cabin. Why did they get pulled over on the way there by a random ass cop? And then he just let him go. I would assume the reason why they got pulled over was they saw her and the husband, or I should say Alma and Eddie, they were like making out as he's driving. So my guess is maybe the sheriff saw that and was like, hey, knock it off, kids. Is there a law that says you can't do that? Like, what the fuck? I, I mean, there's no law, but really it's like you're not paying attention while driving. And I've done it. It is very nerve wracking sometimes, especially like if you're at a steady pace, like on the highway. It's scary shit, but, yeah, but they're, it, they're it's in the awesome. Fucking- they're in the woods, man. That's true. There was no one around. That sheriff was bored as anything. Just must, want, giving a, like wanted a reason to pull someone over. Yeah, he was trying to probably meet his quota for that day. You know, I've heard that's not even a thing. Really? Yeah, I heard that there's no like quota for pulling people over. Like they don't get bonuses or anything like that. I think there is a quota like as a whole, but I don't think it's per person. Like they're trying to like get sales meet their sales quotas. I don't think it's anything like that. They don't get any bonuses. So you don't get any sort of commission for pulling people over? No, but could you imagine if cops are just getting commission for pulling people over? That'd be fucking nuts. You'd think that was a thing sometimes, but... I know. Oh my God. If that was the case, cops would just be pulling people over left and right. Yep. Yep. They'd be like, what do I got to do to get you into this ticket? Then you'll get out on bail anyways. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're just like, you know, we're just going to give you a warning. And maybe a warning is you get a little bit of commission. I don't know. Fuck, you know what's going to happen, right? Is that now I'm going to get pulled over and be like, hey, aren't you that guy that was talking about commissions for us pulling people over? Well, it just happened to you. I did just get pulled over, but I totally stopped at that stop sign. See, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, bullshit. I'm like Alicia Silverstone from Clueless. Which she's like, I totally paused. I totally paused. I feel like that we talked about this already and you said the same thing. You're damn right I did. It's a good reference. (sighs) I mean, this is a podcast about movies, so I guess it's perfect. Hey, I got to throw some rando references in there occasionally. Speaking of rando references, they made a reference to Mickey and Mallory in it. I don't know if you heard that. Mickey and Mallory, that's natural born killers. Oh, shit. It's been a while. Yeah. And I'm old. Yeah, that's all right. Actually, I watched Natural Born Killers over the summer. Oh, great movie. Sure. I love that movie. It's fucking crazy. Oh, was that um Woody Harrelson? Exactly. It was Woody okay. Harrelson and, oh God, her name's eluding me. It's been like five minutes now and we're talking about something not what we were supposed to be talking about. Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> let's talk After, about Porridge too. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Porridge. Let's talk about everything else. We are getting so off track, but the thing is we're talking about like the stuff that happened and then we're freaking venturing off into like life shit. But all right, we'll go back. Let's go back. So, wait, wait, Juliet Lewis. Thank you. Juliet Lewis. That Rodney was Dangerfield. Yeah, he was the abusive father in the movie. All right, we'll put that on the list. Yeah, should definitely watch Natural Born Killers if you haven't watched it. Great movie. Crazy movie. Did we ever find out why Alma was on all kinds of medication outside of the ending of the movie, which we'll get to? You know, she was popping pills, man. That's a good point. I think it was merely just uh, she had like a lot of depression and just not really feeling herself. Like, obviously, a lot of mental issues. So I don't know. Like, it could be a whole bunch of different things. Like... That's all I got out of it is that she has some issues uh, mentally 
when it comes to maybe dreams and not feeling yourself or just not feeling worthy or whatever. But they didn't go into much of a background as to why she was feeling that way. Because you never know, sometimes that stuff develops when you're a child. Sometimes you're just born with it. And they didn't even really kind of explain that per se. Okay. I was just curious if I missed something. I don't think you did because I I watched it and I was taking notes the whole time and I didn't even pick up on that. And I picked up on a Mickey and Mallory reference. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some skill there, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there. I'm like, I wonder if I can do my schoolwork and do this at the same time. True story. Can't be done. You can either watch a movie or you can do schoolwork. I can't do either. I don't. I choose not to do schoolwork and just watch a movie. Yeah, good. You're lucky. I shouldn't have even done it to begin with. But that's a whole different other podcast. Now you just got a bunch of debt. Actually, I don't. My work's paying for it. Oh, fuck them. So the Alma and Eddie finally get to the cabin and like, again, they're banging and they hear voices in the living room. They go out to the living room and there's two random people standing there saying that they're supposed to be renting. What is it? They rented it for a month at a time for the past three years to celebrate their anniversary. Yeah, exactly. They rented for a month at a time to celebrate their anniversaries from some guy named, what's his name? Doesn't matter. He's a scummer. He's a scumbag. But so, basically, he took their money and said, you can live here for a month and claiming the place is his. Almost like Airbnb style, but I guess that's a thing where a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I own this house. You can actually rent it. And really, it's just kind of an abandoned house that people go to and they pay some rando money. So they're getting scammed. Yeah, that's what they ended up figuring out eventually. Eddie pulls a shotgun on them because he thinks they're intruding. Understandable. And then they become friends all of a sudden. Pulls a shotgun yeah. on them, says, here, why don't you stay? Yeah, like that's not sus. If someone pulled a shotgun on me, I feel like I'd be a little agitated. I don't think I'd be so welcoming and be like, oh, yeah, I'll stay here. No problem. Even though you had a shotgun three feet from my face. It reminded me of that scene from, again, Speak No Evil, where some shit happens and then they all just become friends. What is it with these movies where just shit happens and they're all friends and everything's fine? And speaking of the shotgun, everything, I guess, somehow worked out. They all became friends and then they decide to go on a little hike. And on this hike, Alma, she actually freaks out and has an episode and she grabs the shotgun and she's holding the shotgun to everyone. She's freaking out. She's scared. She runs away and they're all approaching her. And then you see the shot. What we didn't explain was the girl was actually pregnant. So Alma shoots and shoots the pregnant girl in, in the stomach. Of <laughs> course. Fucking happened again. <laughs> Here we are. Episode six. Five out of six episodes. Dead children. Again, dead children. People it, must people must think we're like, this is a podcast about kids dying. But how is it somehow it gets worse than just that, though? Because then they're back at the house doing shots. All of them. They're all doing shots. They're all having fun. I'm like, this is a pregnant lady doing shots. So this baby in her stomach is going to die one way or another, I guess. So was that whole shotgun scene before or after they were doing shots? I don't remember. That was after. Because they took the shots and then they decided to go for a little shotgun walk. Shotgun walk, okay. Yeah, taking some shots, doing a shotgun walk. So the whole shot scene, it leads up to the twist, if you will. The twist of the movie is Alma 
basically passing out. And then we find out that Eddie, Sophie, and her husband are all in this ploy together to basically kill Alma and steal all the money. Exactly. Yeah, they drugged her with those shots. And Eddie was with her the whole time because he's trying to get that fund that her grandfather had. So he was trying to get a piece of it and it wasn't happening. And so what he wanted to do was he wanted to kill Alma, his wife, so that way he could get the money from her. Just like it automatically transfers to him type deal because he's sort of what next to kin, I guess, because it's the husband. They don't have a child together yet or anything like that. So he would be next in line to get that trust fund. Did they ever talk about how long Sophie and Eddie were married? Because obviously he had a motive this whole time. Oh, no, I don't think they did. I heard something about he was like undercover basically for two years, but that doesn't necessarily mean together one year, then got married and then together for one year. Who knows? Maybe they could have just got married and then they decided to go on a trip for the weekend. But all I got was two years total, which to me, I don't know. I don't think they were married like at that two year mark. I think maybe it was like a prolonged thing, maybe even longer before that where he's courting her or whatever. And I don't know, maybe the whole stealing his wife's money thing didn't come up until because they were fighting in the beginning of the movie. They were just having a big argument. So maybe he just decided last draw kind of thing. So he hires Sophie and her husband. He literally pays these people to come in and kill his wife. Oh, oh. And we find out that they killed the grandfather. They were the murderers of the grandfather. Yep, exactly. Now, Okay, so here's a plot hole in my opinion. The grandfather dies. We've already established that. And we've established that the people that killed the grandfather was the husband and the two other people, the other couple. So the three of them killed Alma's grandfather. Now, we get to the end of this movie and the whole thing was a dream, right? So did they still kill the grandfather or did she dream up that they killed the grandfather? Yeah, that's good, man. She just... That's a good thought. She dreamt literally the entire thing. The whole entire movie was a dream. When I saw that, I felt like I wasted 80 minutes. When she woke up, I definitely shook my head a little bit. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you named the movie in dreams. Yeah, a little deliberate. I get it. Oh, it's in dreams. It's supposed to be a dream. I mean, it makes sense. But the thing is, it just, fuck, I don't even know what to say. It pulled the bullshit where it's like, Oh, we can just undo everything we did and or we can do whatever the fuck we want in a movie as long as it's a dream. Yeah, we'll leave as many plot holes in there as we feel like it because it's a dream. Exactly. It's sloppy writing, honestly, because like when you have the whole dream thing, like it was all a dream, you can just clear up every single plot hole because it doesn't fucking matter. None of it matters. Dreams are completely subjective and they can be a fucking mess. Doesn't even matter. You can do whatever the hell you want and just be like, oh, it was a dream. It's fine. So did she, she randomly has a therapist in her dreams too? Like, was that oh. the, her real therapist? Oh, what the, f now we're going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. So the therapist, now I'm wondering, was even the therapist real? Because she woke up, it was six months later. So obviously the past six months, like nothing, the dream happened somewhere in the past six months and it just doesn't make sense. The whole thing like towards the end just like completely unravels itself. It's getting worse as we're talking about it. <laughs> now, now that I'm really diving in, I'm really like thinking about it because I literally just finished watching it about 45 minutes ago and I'm still trying to process what I saw at the end because it's really not adding up. Like I said, I just shook my head at the end. The credits rolled and I just shaking my head and I didn't hate the movie at all. 
there was a lot of stuff that made me cringe, we'll say. Yeah, there was some stuff that I thought were cringeworthy, too. There was some acting in it that I thought was a little cringe. What I definitely thought was cringe, too, was the roundhouse kick in the rain. In theory, like, if you perform a roundhouse kick in the rain and you're, like, on a ground with a bunch of grass and shit like that, you're going to fall. I can almost guarantee she would just fall unless she somehow is able to have that much skill and be like, nope, it's fine. I can kick someone in the face and my momentum will just keep me in place. Yeah, that's where all the, you know, as we were talking about before, all the training she was doing in the beginning comes to play is this whole scene in the rain, which Mm -hmm. I thought was fucking amazing. Just the way that it was shot. I thought it was just kind of beautiful. Like it looked really, really nice. Yeah, you know what? I'll say that this movie did look really nice. The rain scene looked fantastic. Her hanging from the tree, that looked very convincing. It didn't look fake at all. It looked like she was literally just fucking swinging there in the rain and everything. I thought it was really cool looking. The whole like imagery was really cool. I'd love to know how long she was actually hanging there for her to survive. Oh, yeah. I mean, because she did. was knocked out. Yeah, she was drugged. And how long was she actually hanging from that tree? Because Eddie and Sophie tied a noose around her neck and they hung her from a fucking tree. Yeah, and you would think probably after a few minutes, she'd be dead regardless of being drugged or not. I heard it's very hard to kill someone via choking. Like, it takes a while. It's not like in movies where you choke them, their neck cracks, and then they're dead. It's not like that. It takes a lot, I guess, to break someone's neck. Maybe it's kind of the same deal. It's not like she was dropping from the gallows or anything. They just strung her up and she just hung out there for a while. I was actually looking, trying to look up Sophie's husband's name. So I went to the IMDb and there's only three credited cast members. (laughs) Exactly. The poor guy. He had a pretty pivotal (laughs) part in this movie. She doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe he was just like, you know what? I don't want to be part of this. Just take me off the IMDb. Yeah, he'd had enough of it. Once he found out it was all a dream, he's like, fuck that. Erase yeah. it from my credits. I don't want to yeah. be involved. The whole thing was a dream anyway, so it probably didn't even exist. So he probably wasn't even in the movie. Nah, he got his paycheck. It's fine. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Apparently, that movie costs less than a million dollars from what I was reading. They yeah. probably put all that budget into that rain scene, honestly. Rain is so expensive to shoot from what I've heard. There were certain parts of it, too, where it looked like it was only raining above them. Like, you know, you see like a cartoon with a rain cloud above one character. Yeah. If you rewatch that scene, there's a lot of that. Oh, is there? Oh, my God. I'm going to have to go back and watch that because that is absurd. Yeah, definitely not raining like it does in real life. It's just in one spot. Yep. Oh, you know what? So I was wondering this earlier too when I was watching it and it was like, when did Alma become like a crazy axe thrower? But now it makes sense because if you're in a fucking dream world, apparently you can do whatever the hell you want. So you could be this crazy axe thrower and have pinpoint precision to throw an axe at someone's forehead. Dude, she got, was it Sophia she got in the face with it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And it was like distance too. It was like some Jason's Voorhees lover shit. Exactly. Just fucking picked up that axe, hucked it, flying right in the forehead. And yeah, some Jason Voorhees shit. Yeah, she was no more after that. No, she was fucking toast. Yeah, but... How did Eddie die? I don't remember. Eddie was drowned. Oh, that's right. She drags his ass out to the lake. Oh, yeah. Didn't she like dropkick him or some bullshit? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she gave him the old one-two punch and then fucking dragged his ass to the lake. That's yeah. another thing. I, I have a hard time believing that she was able to hold him underwater for that long on her own. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, Eddie was probably a weak bitch anyways. Well, he was. He was trying to rob his wife. He's a weak bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck Eddie. Fuck Eddie. We'll just name this episode Fuck Eddie. Exactly. Fuck Eddie. He's the shitty husband. Yeah, a little bit about the fighting there. The dropkick scene. From Alma to the 
other girl coming out of the door. I thought it was so fucking cheesy. I was like, she defied gravity and just fucking flew backwards like nothing. It was like she actually got kicked by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Did they do that on purpose, you think? Like, they were clearly using her for her name, at least I feel like, because she didn't have a lot of dialogue in this. And then she had those fight scenes, the weird fight scenes. I feel like the fight scene got better once it got in the house, but outside when she was doing roundhouse kicks and all that shit, that's when it was a little cheesy. Inside the house was fine. I feel like if you're in a situation like that, you ain't going to be performing any moves like that whatsoever you couldn't just be ground and pound i don't really know it was just it was an odd fight scene it was so strange I just couldn't get past the fact that she survived being hung from a tree and how she got herself down by like wiggling back and forth and then a giant tree branch just broke and set her yeah. free yeah well of course i mean the whole movie is a dream so literally it could do whatever the fuck she wants i mean there could have been a whale flying across the sky knocking the tree down and then she's perfectly fine. And then it would be fun. It would be fine. You know, flying whales. Yeah, yeah, it could happen. Like you said, it's in a dream. Yeah. But I felt like I wasted my time watching this movie when it was done. Just because of the whole dream thing. It makes sense, though, because it's called In Dreams. Corey, what do you rate it? I probably gave this one two stars. Like I said, I didn't absolutely hate the movie. I think my least favorite part about it was clearly the acting. It was almost like no one had taken an acting class. Granted, I haven't either, so I can't talk. But but yeah, I haven't taken any acting classes either, but I've watched enough movies to know that um, some people need a little work. If I went in there and I was acting, you better damn believe I'm going to suck ass. I'm not going to be good. I'm no trained actor. I've never been on Broadway. I don't know any of that shit. I know what looks good and what doesn't look good and a lot of the stuff in that movie didn't really look that great yeah the rain scene was like i said it's probably where the whole budget went oh yeah i agree Ooh, google timer is done okay i got it got it but actually there is one thing i did want to talk about was the soundtrack because the soundtrack i thought was fantastic it kind of reminded me of joker a little bit yeah very um ominous i guess mm. yep it was a great score yeah, I thought it was a great score overall. I think that was probably the redeeming factor for me. So you know what? I'll give it a two out of five as well. Well, the only time we ever agreed on a rating was the menu. Like we gave the exact same rating. Yep. Everything else, you just un undercut me by a point or a point and a half just to be a dick. But, <laughs> but no, <laughs> just, I felt like mixing it up tonight. You know, sometimes I just like to throw a little, uh, you know, wrench in the work. So tonight I decided to give an exact score of two out of five. Perfect. Yeah. So if you're interested in checking out In Dreams, it's not a horrible movie by any means. It's a fun watch. There's some good qualities to it. But the ending for me and Corey, I'm pretty sure we're on the same page here. We just felt like we wasted our time. Yeah. Especially when you find out that literally the title of the movie is a spoiler. <laughs> Jesus, you're right. It's a, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the whole title was a spoiler. But with that in mind, make sure to leave us a review on all major podcast platforms that you listen to us on. The more reviews we get, the more exposure we get. So if you leave some ratings, that's great. Also, visit us all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Those are our four at the moment, but all of it's 30 screams or less. So be sure to like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff, all over social media. Also, be sure to check out the Shining Wizards Network. We're part of the Shining Wizards Network now. They've got a whole bunch of different podcasts with different themes. So check out ShiningWizardsNetwork.com for all the podcasts in their network. Give them all a listen. Some are wrestling based. Then there's us horror guys. We're bridging that gap again. So definitely check it out. 
we're super pumped to be a part of their network. I've known them for over a decade now, it seems. And yeah, we're looking forward to it. And we know they're happy to have us too. So yeah, they seem like really cool guys. So like, I'm really looking forward to working with them in the future. I remember a while ago, Neckbreaker Podcast was actually a part of the Shining Wizards Network. And Neckbreaker Podcast is my brother's podcast. It was a wrestling and heavy metal podcast. So it really worked with Shining Wizards Network and we're honored to be part of it. Absolutely. Also, hit us up on social media or send us an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com. If there's a movie in particular that you want us to review, just let us know where we can get it, and then we'll give it a listen. And then we'll give it a watch. Watch. <laughs> My God. Clearly, I'm out of it. I'm give it a listen. My God. Yeah, we'll give it a watch. Just let us know. And with that in mind, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thank you for listening to 30 Screams or Less. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, where we review horror movies in less than 30 minutes, so you don't have to. Did I already butcher that? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> don't edit any of this. No, I'm not going to edit any of that. Okay. <laughs> Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, where we review horror movies in less than 30 minutes, so you don't have to. Oh god, I'm fucking sitting here just laughing. You're looking at the fucking text. How are you messing it up? Because I'm like, I'm laughing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Game face. All right.